0: Bad and bo- Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Erica. And we are joined today by your favorite lover boy, Pumpkin Spice Lover Boy.
1: I'm still here. <laughs> Wow, we're glad you're so excited to be back with us, David. I am very excited. That <laughs> yeah. was my excited voice. I, yeah.
0: I'm sure everyone, everyone... I'm
1: not excited. Um,
2: Lord, what are you... There's also talks? creme
1: brulee latte time very soon, so I think oh, I'm yes! just sort of preparing for the transition from pumpkin okay, spice sorry. season Lucid. into creme brulee yeah. latte season.
2: I need an eggnog latte. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, eggnog. Pecan, no,
2: nutmeg? With the nutmeg? Oh Ew. yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's what that's what it's all about. No, yeah. yeah, it is. I'm sorry, Aaron.
1: That's where it's as Sam Cook might say. That's where it's at.
2: It should surprise Ooh. no one. Wait, wait. Did a white guy who was yeah. born after 1975 just quote was Sam was
1: Cook? Born in 1984, by the way. But exactly. Uh, yeah, I love Sam. After
2: 75.
1: I love Sam Cook. Really. I absolutely adore Sam Cook every night just twisting the night away
0: (laughs) no you're not trust me i've seen you you can't do that
2: i feel like you You just opened another lane of dating with that comment no oh no oh no 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 oh yes
0: pulling back the layers of david moss drop david moss drop contains multitudes
1: sorry you just lost all your subscribers (laughs) (laughs) i love you
0: by
2: the way (sighs) it is scorpio season my friend Scorpio season. Yes. And my birthday's in six days.
0: Yes. Your birthday present oh. just arrived today. Yay.
1: <laughs> it's me.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: Anyway. Um,
0: David is here. Love to... you, David.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can feel it.
0: David is here to join us for a discussion on Justin Trudeau's. Just announced cabinet.
1: Was that today?
0: Welcome to 2021. It is no longer 2015. So Trudeau announced 38 ministers, gender balanced. There were um, eight people of color or BIPOC people appointed to cabinet. Eight, meaning 30 white people. And uh, four of those were women of color. Thirty-one. Well, sorry. Yes. Including Trudeau. Yes. And four of those were women of color. So nice. There were some things that we were not surprised by, like national defense, some major surprises, like foreign affairs. Erica, David, what level of surprise or not surprised were you? Do you have a ranking out of 10? How would you rate this cabinet? I don't
2: know. Like a D. Plus. Okay. And the deep and the plus is only because I actually like Marcy Ian as a uh, minister of wage. Mm-hmm. Gone is the minister for the middle class. Gone is that ministry.
1: Mm-hmm. And those working hard to define it. Join it.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, also gone. We never
1: figured out what it was, though, right? We never figured out what middle class was.
0: It was whatever you wanted it to be. It was open for interpretation.
1: Okay, good. That's definitely how you want to treat the subject.
0: It was ephemeral, David. It was we're we're now post-middle class. It's yeah. like a hashtag. Yeah. Middle class. Like that's yeah.
2: how ephemeral it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. David, any any initial thoughts, feelings? Two. Yeah. What what grade Two. do you give it? What grade do I don't you
1: give it? like grading things because I don't because everybody has in their head the same platonic ideal conception of what a grading system is but then extraordinarily subjective like time and space subjective isn't that the definition of of the bell curve though well if you put every if you were to take everybody's grading system and then sort of average it out you get something but even like a bell curve internally with an individual is going to be subjective because they're going to set their own parameters and expectations so I don't I don't really know what to say in terms David, of grade. Our, our I, eyes I, I think are rolling it
2: was a, in the back of our heads can you please let's just do this man can you please I don't just know like a approximate C? okay good a okay C. okay we got it okay you know,
1: when in doubt C. you know
0: good good C's get degrees C's uh, got degrees
1: yeah they're white uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, obviously, it's a big shift. There's, there's a lot of of notable movement. Some people left out, Garneau left out, Partish uh, Chagar left out, some new faces, regional balance, all this sort of stuff. And, and of course, we'll see what happens. But there's two points. There's two things that stood out to me as notable. Actually, three. I look forward to Gilbo cocking up whatever environmental legislation that's extraordinarily important for the fate of humankind. So that's great. Uh, The guy couldn't manage C-10. I don't trust him at environment, even though he sort of has a past environmental profile. I would typically find fairly encouraging. I doubt his competence, but we'll see. Give him the benefit of the doubt because climate change, of course, isn't a pressing existential concern. So we're set.
2: Why are we giving liberals the benefit of the doubt? This is their third time.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, mean, I'm giving him the, the, the competence open question mark to see if he's competent to shepherd this stuff through instead of just
2: saying he's not competent okay got it
1: right yeah because I'll wait to see if heritage was an aberration or if this is a you know once is an accident twice you start to suspect the pattern but there's two things I want to say that are that were good you know I'm trying to be a little more positive Uh, Anita and Antu defense is encouraging because I think there could be a serious shakeup there and and she is hyper competent as a minister. And she did quite a good job with the file that she had previously. And and so there's some hope there. And so that's one thing that's encouraging. And something that will fly under a lot of radars, but ought not to, to Duclo to health, I think is a wildly sharp move. That's a, a tricky portfolio. It's never good news in health. I remember a former provincial health minister saying to a group I was in, you never get to smile as health minister. Like, you, just, you should never smile because there's always something tragic happening, often by neglect or design. But anyway, he's such a solid minister as well. Competent, quiet, don't read a ton of him in the news, but he's just doing his job and doing it well. So those are two things that I'm, I'm encouraged about. And then I'm sort of discouraged at foreign affairs. I'm a little bit c- concerned. It's going to be Why a major that, test David? for Melanie Lee, who I think has had sort of mixed performance in the past. But the good news is we don't really have a foreign policy anyway, so you know. <laughs> well, uh, so that might be fine. And uh, um,
2: the people of and ha- there you The go. people of Afghanistan would would differ, and Haiti, yeah, Sudan, yeah. and Bolivia, Ethiopia, and Bolivia,
1: Venezuela, Venezuela. Venezuela. And, you know, yeah.
2: like I don't know. No, we do
1: I- have. I actually case isn't real quick on that, and then I'll. I, that was a flippin' joke, but we actually do have a, a foreign policy, and it's intensely. Neoliberal and um, deeply problematic, and the government actually, uh, I think, to some degree counts on people sort of dismissing us as unworthy of note or or not having a a foreign policy because it lets them get away with things like the Lima Group um, and Haiti and so on and so forth without the sort of uh, interrogation that it deserves. So I was being flippant, but it's actually something that needs to be interrogated deeply.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's what the I've seen the breach doing more of that now. Uh, Some starting to do that uh, interrogation of of our foreign policy. And they actually had a great article about how much our foreign policy maps to U.S. and U.S. military bases and how much the RCMP is involved in basically policing um, Mm -hmm. U.S. military infrastructure. And yeah, and I think and, you know, of course, Harsha Waliya is amazing pick up her book about borders I forgot the name but the the connection of mining companies with our foreign policy is something that we don't interrogate a lot of and at a time when you have tech companies voraciously looking for certain minerals and deposits I think it's it's a travesty that we don't talk about it more.
0: Yeah, David, I would I would agree with you in terms of the good things and the bad things. Uh, I found that, you know, we added, we got rid of the Minister of Digital Government. Not sure what that... I
2: forgot that is. that was a thing. You know what that's like? It's like uh, New Coke. <laughs> mm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Governments is. always do this shit, though. They have their sort of like weird, quirky PR ministers. I mean... Uh, digital government is a little more important than that, but, you know, it should be, you don't need to name a minister for that. You need to have that as part of a standing portfolio that just gets a lot of attention. And and I know there are people working really hard on it, but uh, I don't, we have deep problems with that. But, you know, BC had a minister for red tape reduction for a period of time. And and I think every time someone names a sort of important, but broadly peripheral file to a minister uh, to a a ministry i immediately become suspicious that they're not actually super serious about it (laughs) that's my that's my prejudice when i look at these things like middle class huh all right well i don't i don't trust it just just put it at at tdsb or uh, a treasury board and just do the work well
0: that's the thing though right is that like we have now 38 ministers but all there are several junior ministers under a more senior minister at departments like economic and social development or now health you know there's now an associate health minister um, and an associate finance minister in addition to an associate uh, minister of health carolyn bennett is now the minister of mental health and addictions like so now she's not only the, the associate minister of health she's also the lead on mental health and Addictions.
1: Of quick note on the associate finance minister, it's Randy Boissoneau, right? Yeah, the Calgary If dude. I remember the list properly. Uh, from mm-hmm. Yeah, from Alberta. I mean, it, no accident that not only do we have Albertan representation, not Chahal, by the way, but we have Albertan representation in the cabinet. It, it is at a, he's got a dual, I guess Randy Boissoneau has yes. got a dual responsibility, but the having an associate finance minister in Alberta is certainly by design, uh, I don't sure. think it'll work. Oh, but totally. it's it's probably being welcomed by some, you know, what have you got to lose?
0: Yeah. And really. Lawrence McCauley is the associate minister of national defense. So people are getting double rules. I, I don't know if that's in part to like appease egos or because they think that there's too much work or what the issue is there.
1: Uh, I'll do a really brief thing. Push for my quixotic quest that will like several of my quixotic quests never be fully realized, but it's worth fighting nonetheless. We have 38 cabinet ministers for, I think, two reasons, well, three reasons. One is uh, it's a complex country to run. There's lots of stuff to do. Two, you need to have regional, linguistic, gender, uh, ethnic balance, and so on and so forth. But three, mm-hmm. it's a huge carrot stick play, right? This is a thing you get to use to reward people and punish people. And it keeps people in line. And it's a huge problem in this country because our MPs are often reduced to trained SEALs this, Pierre Trudeau once called them. And the, the central office, the PMO, loves being able to hold cabinet over people. If we doubled the number of MPs we had, or at least increased it significantly, we'd be able to free up our MPs and reduce the power of the central office a little bit. it would be a bargain at twice the price. So if anyone's looking to join my movement, we don't ever meet because I don't like meetings, but <laughs> you get to feel real sanctimonious, and that's priceless.
2: Maybe that way, Greg Fergus would finally get into cabinet <laughs> I need to know. Yeah. Why? Where he should be now. Is Greg Fergus not in cabinet? And I just want to preface this by saying I don't like Greg Fergus. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't like him. I'm not a big fan. I didn't like the the blackface apology tour he did in 2019 flanked by Catherine McKenna it, it was just it was such a bad plantation look. Okay. It was just so bad. But you know, he was their soldier. Every time they step in it with with black people, they trot out Greg Fergus. Every time there's like a UN decade for uh African peoples, they trot out Greg Fergus. So where is it? So let me just tell you, this man was like national director of the party. From what I understand, one of the reasons that we're even, that the government even recognizes Black Federal Public Service is because he made space for, you know, the Federal Black Employee Caucus and got them and helped get them into spaces such as, you know, Michael Vernick's office when he was clerk of the Privy Council. So I I just, I don't understand, like, what is it? What does he have to do? He's been loyal. He engaged a whole new constituency for you. What does he have to do?
0: I don't understand. Maybe he's just too compliant. And maybe if he's a minister, then he can't be the one who does, you know, that apology tour when an eventual future scandal comes up.
2: So basically they have pigeonholed him into their water boy?
0: Maybe. Okay, well, that's what I want to know
2: then. Have have they pigeonholed him into their waterboy? That's what I want to know. Because this has implications. Let me tell you the implications. Number one, can you imagine all those years they've been telling us that if we work hard and do well and blah, 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 blah and deliver and do all that, then we'll be rewarded. Isn't that what we're browbeaten with all the time? And so- for people like my parents' generation, they really held that to be true. And then you come to find that it doesn't matter what you do, how much you deliver. It doesn't matter because Black talent and Black contributions are heavily discounted in this country. And in my in my column, I actually returned to my column this week, in the Hill Times, I, I said uh, Black talent is obviously three-fifths of white talent. It's, it's like three-fifth compromise, y'all. Look it up <laughs> if you didn't get the reference. So what do you say to Black people then? It doesn't matter what you do. You'll still be inferior. You'll still be subservient to our whims. Like that's white supremacy. So again, what, do we, what more do we have to do? And I know that that's a rhetorical question because obviously the answer is that we don't have to do any more we do more than our fair share, to be honest. But I really have questions for this liberal government because, you know, they also got rid of Bardas Jagger, who, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to sit here and say she was wonderful, okay? I'm not even trying to sit here and say she was okay. Okay. I, I, I'm not she, was she was she there. She was there. She was fought, like she was whatever. But you're also talking about a cabinet with Carolyn Bennett still in it and Harjit Sajjan still in it. Mm-hmm. So, and Seamus O'Regan is not the biggest fuck up. Like, how is that even possible? I don't even know. That's how bad this cabinet is. It's bad. It's a D plus. And again, and again the plus is only because of Marcy
0: I really don't understand the loving that they have for Carolyn Bennett. You know, she got this... Mental health and addictions file, which really doesn't come with its own ministry. It'll fall under the health portfolio, and ultimately, files like that are, as would happen with the middle class, are really there to just put a spotlight on it. To be like, oh yeah, we recognize that this is an issue. I think that they might the liberals did have like one mental health commitment in their platform for the election, but other than that, like I I can't imagine that that ministry stays around for a while Did and
2: promise mental health to black people
0: but well and also like it's it really so like, now I, we got to deal with carolyn bennett oh for yeah. fuck's
2: sake man but also oh, like
0: god oh geez. but that also is. mental health and addictions are also disproportionately uh, experienced by indigenous indigenous people, people. so she's no. not completely out of indigenous so we, people's hair no that's no. the thing people with mental health issues they want to on the one hand, raise awareness of it, but they also don't necessarily want to be treated differently. And this is, it it can seem like this is really treating people and mental health and addictions differently than just other health conditions, right? Because we keep saying, we keep saying mental health is health. Okay. Well now it's separate.
1: I have a solution. (laughs) I've been really, I've been off social media for a while because I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, and I've, I've mostly just been sort of reading and keeping to myself and not paying a ton of attention to the news. It's been really nice speaking of mental health. Uh, it makes you, by the way, far less anxious when you do that. But um, I think I've come up with a mental health solution. It's radical. I'm not sure if it's ever been tried before. It's a lot like a lot for a country like Canada, but I think it's an extraordinary time and we need extraordinary solutions. So I propose that we um, spend money on it. I know. I know it's got a real 1789 vibe to the barricades we go, but what if we just took the future money and gave it to people so that they could afford to access services mm-hmm. and over time build up capacity as well so that they could actually not just access services with the resources but actually the human beings doing the work too. Uh, and then we could have a healthcare system that treated brains like it treats uh, livers and kidneys and hearts and lungs. We do dental too. We because... could even do teeth. Oh yeah. my god, we could do anything head-related.
2: We could do that, eyeballs. We could like do your... the whole head. I know. We could do we... the whole head. Well, back in the day, maybe they we have to cut to out. Cover... I don't know. Well, back in the day, they used to cover glasses and stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they sure in did. In The eighties. And now, don't worry about it. it's all private insurance, unless you're underinsured, which so many very people are or uninsured, which so very many people are. But, so,
0: David, you know, do you think we that- don't give a
1: shit about mental health in this country? We don't give a shit. Universities don't give a shit. Governments don't give a shit. Corporations don't give a shit. People pretend, but they don't because you know how they you know they don't care. They don't spend money on it. And we so do Bell Let's Talk Day.
0: What? Yeah. What oh, do you think? What do you think that? you know, having a minister of mental health will accomplish. fuck all. And so, so by spending money on it, you don't necessarily mean we need to have a minister. We need to actually just invest kind of at the source and not further downstream or when it's too late.
1: People need to have access to mental health care practitioners that they can afford. And it needs to be barrier free. Like. Well, I was going to say like going to a clinic, but you can't fucking go to a clinic in this country either. So imagine a country where there were doctors, there were GPs who are well compensated for their labor and clinics that were respected your privacy and were accessible and so on and so forth, which in some parts there are for some people. Uh, and less so in others, you know, and that was just part of it. Of course, we don't because it's extraordinarily expensive, but we've sort of decided that mental health doesn't really count as health. And so we do all these programming when what we really need to do is give people access to services, but also we need to sort of more broadly eliminate the stressors that are in some cases causing these problems, not, certainly not all of them, or exacerbating in others, which are life stressors that we've just accepted as a given in the way that we practice the economy mm-hmm. and labor and family life. And care for our elders and care for our family uh, mm. and care for our children. You know, yeah. that's all part of it. It's not yeah. again, it's not doesn't, it's not every case. I'm not saying it's all from the environment. Plenty of it is is neurobiological and so on and so forth. But we we don't we we could have a suite of tools, but they're really expensive. And we we don't want to spend the money. And I I so I become really cynical when I see these ministries because I sort of think, okay, well, if there's a lot of money that goes towards it. And it's about convening the provinces to develop programming. Maybe we saw some efforts during the pandemic. There were sort of things you could do that were OHIP covered, for instance, that were app based. But those were marginal, and we're not dealing with the structures of the problem. We never so deal us, with the
2: structures, though.
1: Which is so us beyond perhaps childcare, which you know we'll see what happens with that. But I'm just deeply cynical because I just don't believe anything good's going to come of it. Because things aren't getting better. <laughs> <Right>. Like <laughs> well, and, things, things and, they're, they're getting worse.
0: Yeah, and do you want? a minister of mental health who was one demoted and t- two, there were so many stories about how she was just a nightmare to work for.
2: Well, CBC had a whole story on how toxic and harassing and racist her. I don't think they used I, I don't think they use the word racist. I'm using the word racist. She was, especially to indigenous staff, I know I didn't like imagine this, like I read it and there she is being sworn in. That tells me a lot. It tells me a lot that she can still prance around as a fucking minister. I don't care if it's a junior minister. I don't care.
0: All right. That does it for our special episode on the cabinet. David, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for digging me up.
0: It was a delight having you. I know. Quite a delight. um make sure you become a paid subscriber bad bitchy podcast.substack.com to hear the full episode and all our full episodes since this is just a shortened version that you're listening to right now and on that note we're gonna go bye bye
1: goodbye everybody